Well, this week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the supercars heading back to the uh, Sydney Motorsport Park and restarting their championship after the stalled, well, the stalled race down at Melbourne. Joining us on the show is Daniel Herrero from speedcafe.com. And Daniel, just when we thought everything was starting to look clear, we had Victoria having to go into harsher lockdown mode. And that, of course, has thrown a, a lot of questions up about maybe not so much um, not so much South, uh, not so much Sydney Motorsport Park, but perhaps even going into Winterton. Having that uh, step up in case numbers of COVID-19 in the last few days, of course, Winton being middle of July, so it's actually not that far away. It's the next event after Sydney Motorsport Park and... I think I'd suggest on that basis at least what we can guess is that there won't be crowds at Winton after all. That's not been confirmed, but obviously it's looking increasingly like it's going to be that way. Um, so, yeah, it is, it's, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. It's still a, a rapidly moving subject at the moment and one to certainly keep an eye on. As we've been speaking, Paul Glover, the media manager for Supercars, has just sent me back a text saying that the changes down in South Australia have no immediate effect on this weekend and no effect on Winton at this stage. So uh, that is the official word from Supercars as we received it during this interview. What does that mean for racing, though? How do you see the changes that they're implementing, the shorter races, the lower number of people allowed to work on the car going to impact what we see on the racetrack? I think, well, it's kind of a, a back to the future. It was a few years ago now we were doing these sort of short sprints with uh, compulsory side changes, and we went away from that. I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to shake things up too much, to be honest. I guess when you stop and think about it, the races that they're going to roll out with at City Motorsport Park being the three by 130, I think it's one, about 125 cases, now that they've skipped the lap count slightly, um, you're effectively just taking a stint away from what the 200-kilometre races were based on the distances you have and the pit stops you have to make. It takes out a little bit of strategy element because, of course, we saw with the 200k races when you had the fuel drop, that gave teams much more scope to, you know, to vary pit stop times because you could short fill the first one then get track position then go long for the second one. So the finishing order is probably going to be more similar to the starting order than it otherwise would have. I don't think it'll make a, a dramatic difference. I guess, though, we've just got to keep an eye on which teams are decent at tyre changes, mm. given that that's all they're doing. So maybe the uh, maybe that uh, pit stop challenge that we saw the last couple of years is a bit of a form guide, which means you're looking at CJR Team Penske and Brad Jones Racing, I guess, on that basis. Yeah. The other interesting thing is this is really back to the future. Uh, Many of the older race fans will know that three races, three sprint races over the weekend was how the Australian Touring Car Championship was run for many years. So it's it's not a format that uh, people should have trouble in understanding and some of the older older stages will have some ideas about how to uh, run it. You're right. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I was brought up on when I first started watching what was the Australian Touring Car Championship way back when. So 
club. That I think that is easy to understand, and it's a bit easy to explain. You have to change tyres rather than you have to put in 120 litres of fuel over the course of well, the race, basically. So I think I think that's going to be good. I, I mean, I have a personal preference for slightly longer races, but I understand that we are in unique circumstances and they have these personnel limits at the moment. So just having the crews to perform the full you know, fuel stop wasn't going to be feasible anyway. Um so I, I think it's going to be okay. I'm a little bit concerned about a track like Sydney Motorsport Park and the nature of that circuit and the type of racing we might see because you know, we saw in Adelaide that there wasn't a lot of passing and we're wondering if that's to do with the aero changes they made. Again, we haven't got a great read on, on that yet, so that'll be another one to keep an eye out. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a familiar format. It's... We're, we're at least racing. That's the positive. It could be much worse at this moment, couldn't it? Mm, that is exactly right. And when you consider uh, what a lot of other sports have gone through, supercars managed to find a way to at least get some television coverage and to get some airtime through the E-Series. Correct, yeah. And that, that's that been a, a really good initiative as well. And they've given a lot of people something to do, something to watch. On a Wednesday night, and you like to start with the motorsport. That's the motorsport out of any of the sports. It's the closest you can get to really simulating something online. So that's been great to see. And I think for supercars as well, supercars took it seriously, whereas for some other championships, it's been a bit of an exhibition. So, so that's been great as well. I don't know how much carryover there'll be to the real world this weekend, but I think it's also just made us more hungry for the real thing this weekend as well. It has indeed, and we're looking forward to it. Of course, we see now that uh, James Courtney is back in a car after walking away following his, uh, well, his debut with the Sydney team at uh, at the Adelaide 500. That's got to be one of the strangest stories when people are writing about 2020. Um, and there's plenty of time in 2020 for strange stories to happen, but that's got to be up there with some of the strangest things. He's walked away from a team at the end of the first race meeting of the year. And uh, by the end of June, he's joining another team and hasn't missed a race. Yeah, that's a weird one. He's had, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't been able to race the car for two or three months, but he actually hasn't missed anything. He's he's missed out on two qualifying sessions, which don't really count for anything except for the record book. So he's um, he's going to come straight back into it without having missed too much. He's going to have to get used to a different car, of course. They won't have had a chance to test the Mustang, and that'll be brand new to him. Of course, he rolled up at Adelaide you know, off the back of the test track with Ben, so that's going to be... A learning experience for him. I guess the other thing for him, though, that counts in his favour is that no one has raced a Mustang supercar at Sydney Motorsport Park yet. So that's, again, uh, one less step that he's behind everyone else when they hit the track on Saturday morning. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. And, of course, will that put Will Will Davison out of a race? He will be back in there and competing, you would expect, for the endurance races with uh, just about every team, I think, having approached him to work out what they're going to do now that the the Pertec Cup is also going to be given away with the uh, Peter Brock Trophy. 
Yeah, that's right. It looks like it will just be Bassett as the Endura. I mean, there's still a, a few teams that haven't locked away what they're doing. And Will Davison would obviously be a prime candidate. I mean, he's the closest you get to the old days where you could just stick two full-timers together at the moment. So, I mean, well, even Hickford could still have an opening at this rate because there's still the outstanding question about Alexander Clemmer and how that shakes out. But that'll be interesting to see how he goes. Obviously, a shame, of course, for him not to be on the grid. And, and the other thing is that, that team that he was with, the way they grouped them for the team's championship, so he and Lee Holdworth collectively are second in the team's championship at the moment. So there's something else for James Courtney to walk into. No pressure. <laughs> Indeed. Daniel, it's been great to speak to you here on Inside Motorsport. Of course, uh, we can't get to the race to cover it directly, so that is going to be an interesting challenge for all the media to try and get a hold of the people they want to get a hold of, um, possibly at the same time. So there could be uh, phone calls at high noon type of uh, situation on who gets their uh, call answered first. There are, there are going to be uh, a lot of missed calls, a lot of uniqueness this weekend. I'm actually up in Newcastle, so maybe I should drive down and just yell out over the fence and see how I go. Um, no, it's, it's a weird odd weekend, and even to the point where the race director or someone who delegates to is actually going to do a roll call in the driver's briefing because they're doing that over Zoom. Yep. Uh, I know a number of karting events have only done the driver's briefing over the PA rather than having a, uh, a group session just to stop the uh, the clustering of people together. So uh, mm. definitely it's going to be an interesting an interesting uh, first race for the supercars since the new COVID measures have been put in place. And they're obviously hopeful that that will go smoothly. And I can only imagine the pressure that the teams are under right now coming out of Melbourne, knowing that what happens if there is one positive in that uh, 13-man crew that's travelling to each of the races for the team. Yeah, that's I mean, obviously something that everyone around the country is going to be have to be careful with, but particularly the Melbourne-based teams and Supercars has reintroduced the provision of uh, dropping the worst round if there is a case where a driver or a team cannot participate in an event or a race due to a a positive test, but it's certainly something you don't want to happen because like we've seen, you know, teams necessarily still have to work closely together. So there's that potential. So they're all going to be uh, very careful about that and the teams will be separated. They'll have um, they'll have boards and lines even, you know, separating them in the paddock at Sydney Motorsport Park. So uh, a lot of precautions that they're facing, certainly. Yep, indeed. Daniel, pleasure to have you on Inside Motorsport as always. Thank you. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.